podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Post-Conference Presser for Anfield Index. I'm your normal host, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from a sunny but freezing Edinburgh. Looking forward to talking all things red. And especially for this one, the normal format people. So we'll be talking about Jürgen's questions and answers from the press conference. We'll talk about the clues from the other night against Bournemouth. We'll talk about... You know, Luton, the threat, because that's what the focus is now for that Super Sunday. And if they bring any, I will try and not be too disparaging in that regard, because it could well come back to bite me in the arse. I will give my predictions on the lineups, the score, on the goal scorer. You know the format, people. You know how this works. But everything is good in the kingdom of the Reds, isn't it? So there is plenty to talk about. And let's jump right into it straight away. So... Let's talk about, first of all, the questions. And understandably, in the press conference, there was a bit of a a sombre, a downplayed feel because the opening question was quite understandably about Luis Diaz. So Jürgen was asked about that by Vinny O'Connor at Sky. Interestingly, he said he's been back in training for the last few days. I can't really say what we will do. We wait to see where we can pick up with the boy and we go from there. It's all about him. And if he makes himself available, great. I will not force anything. Perfect answer, really. Listen, the the duty of care, the safeguarding they owe to Luis Diaz, that's more important. What happens off the pitch, we know what's happening with his family right now, trumps anything around Liverpool FC. So his welfare comes first. And do you know what? If if training brings him some little bit of respite, taking his mind off it, there's a, a teeny bit of, of good, I suppose, in there maybe to say. But yeah, safeguarding, first of all, that is the most important thing. And we wish Luis Diaz and his family well. And hopefully we get a speedy resolution in a positive sense to all this very, very quickly. The next question he was asked about was, Mo Salah, and he kind of sniggers at these, don't he? Understandably, because Sky always do it about him turning out, down an offer from Saudi, the decision, all that type of thing. So, yeah, he even sort of made Vinny O'Connor good, feel a bit awkward, reword it a bit. But here's what he said around this overall question, let's put it that way. I don't know anything about an offer, and it's not important. Mo is here. He never came to me and said I wanted to go, so I didn't think a second about it. He feels extremely well. You can see that, and you can see he enjoys the team a lot. 
the game before, he played all 105 minutes. And in this last game, he did well as a number nine. He's in good shape. On the pitch, he's in good shape. And off the pitch, even better, I would say. He's really, really positive and he enjoys the company of all these boys. He sees the potential and he wants to maximise that and get something out of it. The other stuff, I never thought about it and I hope I don't have to. Me too, Jürgen, mate. Me too. Because we know the story, guys. Mo Salah, the walking demigod, has been sensational since minute one of this season. You look at his stats, the goals, the assists, the importance to the team. Even against Forest, people say, oh, well, he got the goal. He hasn't been playing great recently. I mean, he's a good finish on his weaker foot. I know it's an open net. Look at the ball he played for Zabozlai to do the cutback for Nunes. Look at his just all-round contribution. Even when he's not on top, top form, the stats are top, top for goals and assists. We're talking about a walking, talking demigod, a legend for this club. Christ, like just, just give him what he needs to stay. Simple as that. It won't be our decision. It will be Mo's. But all we can do as a club, a team, everything like that, is just show how much he's loved, keep it positive, and the rest is in someone else's hands. So the next question was asked about was, you know, the the forwards, the competition. I mean, as the stat was mentioned, it came out. There were, of course, five senior forwards. Now 30 goals already in all competitions and they're flying. So he was asked about, you know, how they're pushing each other, the competition there. And then it was specifically, I should say, and it's important for me to say this, it related to Gakpo and other bits. But here's what he said. No problem at all. The boys are all smart players and they understand they can't play all the games. It's not possible. That's how a smart footballer thinks. You see it. We cannot force it. And with things like the Lewis situation, you know, we're hoping and waiting for the good news. There's lots of games coming before the international break. And after it, it's completely crazy. We have to be ready. And if we want a successful season, it's not only having spells. We need to take the boys through these difficult phases. We realise it's a question, you know, and, to ask, and we're a lot more positive, and I'm more positive about the team this season. But it's so, so early, and he really emphasised that. I'm so happy we have a really good team, but look at the other teams too that are really good as well. It's about digging into the season and using the full potential of this group, getting everything out of it, and let's see. Again, it's a press conference, but when we're talking about our front players, Ben Doak is part of that, but he's not available. Lucho, but not available as well. Then Cody's had periods where he's not available too. We have to get through this with not a lot of injuries or none would be the best. Then you are right. Then we have the choice. But if not, the boys have to fight through it, so it's okay. But need like this for the rest of the season, their availability, to be honest. Yeah, I thought he gave good detail there that, it's all going well at the moment, so it's understandable. Everything's positive. So it's also hoping, as you say, we have those five senior options. You know, six include Ben Doak. That shouldn't be dismissed at all. But the options from the bench of what's really 
ensured the strength in depth, as we know, hasn't it? That even if it's not going perfect, the option to change it. And the one game I'd probably point to was where we didn't have it. Brighton, didn't we? If you remember, we only had three senior forwards available due to injuries and suspensions. Imagine if we could have bought Jota or Gakpo on in that game, just the difference it could have made. So, yeah, the availability of all of them, that makes the difference. And even now, as you can see with everything that's going on with Lucho, you saw the Jota shirt, you know, bringing a shirt out. They're playing for him almost in a way. So, yeah, fitness is as important as form. Availability is, you know, the attribute that makes players top class as well. So let's just hope that stays available. And the next question he was asked was about Cody Gakpo and his versatility, you know, focus on these players, which is understandable, and, you know, the different positions that that he's played for us. So a good in-depth answer by the gaffer as well. He said, since Cody's been here, he's played a variety of positions, and at the start of the season, he was in midfield. If everyone was available, that was never the plan, but we just knew he could play it. He's played new positions like a false nine last year, and he can always play new positions for us. He's a super smart player, a super smart player. We want him to adapt, and then you have to perform immediately at the top level, as people expect. And in the midfield position, that was more difficult. And with a bit more time, he could actually play there perfectly. He had an injury in a horrible game, which was unlucky, but he's back, and he's a versatile striker who can play everywhere. He's super important for us. He's a top shooter. He arrives in the box and knows the situation. He's a top, top player and a really good character. They all want to start, but if they don't, they know they will come on, and Cody's a really important part of that. Yeah, he's good, because he could easily be the one that, I don't know, gets forgotten of his right to say, but with everything that's happening with Nunes, Mo keeping his levels, Jota's goals, etc., and the, the Diaz situation... It is important that Cody gets his flowers, so to speak, as well. I mean, he did play in that midfield position. It pretty much wasn't the best, was it, against Chelsea at the start and Bournemouth, but he did it for the team. Simple as that. You know, maybe, as Klopp said, if he'd had a bit longer, could have had a real impact, but let's not really pretend we want to uh, see it again there. But he's an important player. And the one thing I think you've got to give Gakpo, if you look at a lot of his goals in a good way, Tapping's in the right place, even like the rebound against Bournemouth, even the disallowed one against Forest, I think to the walls. It just almost the back post, those options. He just gets himself in the right areas, doesn't he? So he has his talents, he has his skills, the others don't. Let's hope, as Klopp said, they all stay fit. I know, but to complete the uh, forward talk, Nachi was asked about do- Nunes and are we seeing the best of him? Of course, but it's completely different now. The first year was hard for him and me. I'd seized incredible talent and potential, but it's difficult for how it unfolded because of all the other things. I'm a manager who needs or can help, but I need contact with that by talking a lot. I wasn't able to do that. But his English is now better. My Spanish is too. He's settled in the team, and when you see him around, everything is different. He's in a very good moment, but it's still only the start for him. But he is a good moment, and long may it continue, hopefully forever. I'm a bit of afraid of the heights he could reach, so as much as that. And there, it would be crazy. Let's just work from here now. Yeah, I mean, he's in a purple patch. Look at Darwin. Three goals on the bounce in the game, and that strike. 
my word, that strike against Bournemouth. Made sweeter, let's have it right, by the fact the Southerners were absolutely giggling their heads, having a laugh at the first touch. All before 10 seconds later, their world caves in as Darwin cuts inside. And as he's been threatening to so often, ever since he came here, bends that beauty into the top corner. Even now, as you're thinking about it, people, let's be honest, you're saying it in your heads. Nudes, Nudes, Nudes. It's been coming. The stats are good. The eye test is good. The metrics are good. Everything is good with Darwin just now. Long may it continue. The bonfire has been lit. Let's hope there's an absolute explosion. But even just maintaining this level, unreal at the moment. It is a purple patch. Let's hope it's a forever patch, eh? And the final question, the famous question around players being injured, because it's been a little bit of the categories, hasn't it? Lord Lucan, Shergar, the Lindbergh baby. Ask your dad or look it up if you're a bit young to understand that one. Pickles and the trophy. Same again. And Thiago. The availability of certain players, especially the two, Thiago and Badge. So he was asked about this by David Lynch, you know, friend of Anfield Index. And a good question, a right question to ask. He was honest and said, we don't know. With Stefan, it's one of those things. His quality, potential, everything else you can see, it's incredible. But he's not ready yet. And like some of the other younger boys, he's growing. So, And I think he tried to say skeletal here. So it's a different body and we have to put the break in again. And then eventually Liverpool FC will have a wonderful player to use. But there's no time we can put out right now. We know how good he is. And we have to help him to get the body to where it should be, but we can't use it at the moment. Tiago, slightly different. It's an ongoing thing. And again, we cannot put pressure in there as well, but we expect him to be back around the start of the new year. That's probably a realistic thing. And he did mention, you know, a few dates about training, but it's where it can get lost in translation. So I don't want to go into that too much. The player is exceptional and we understand why and we, you know, you ask as well, but it's a week by week and nothing's going to change much until we give an update. And when I'm saying that, give an update, I put that in, but that was the uh, assumptiveness of the close on that. So Badge, yeah, from, I'm going to be honest on this because Jürgen does lie at times. The information changes. It's not always the same or consistent. The timeline is all over the place from, from what's led to believe or what's insinuated, but, Here's where we are. Badge, we don't know. We've just got to wait and see. Tiago, now the new year. Your guess is as good as mine with these people. Would you bet serious money on that? I think we know the answer to this. It's almost, and it, this is not to diminish the players, and I'm not trying to you know, have a go at them, but I think it's almost best, in essence, we almost disregard them just from your minds until you hear even though people go, because oh, the 1st of Jan, whenever he has his press conference, people are going to be jumping on that, aren't they, for the New Year's against Newcastle. Just cast them out of your mind. Wait till the club gives an update now. If they're back, they're back. But until then, there's mythical figures, and I mean that not in a derogatory way, but it's best just to not consider them. 
So, yeah, so then we move on to the next section. We talk about the clues from the Bournemouth game. I mean, a 2-1 win in horrific conditions. Blowy storms, etc. A Gakpo rebound and a Nunes stunner, eh? Youngsters really shining as well. So we always talk about the honest thoughts on performance. The difference in the first half to the second half, maybe the wind plays a part, but first half I thought we were in control. Stronger than I suspected. I think many of us suspected when you saw Mo, Dom, Costas in the lineup. You're starting to think a bit risky, Jurgen, but, you know, hopeful. You know, the, the proof will be in the pudding, so to speak, afterwards. So there was that. But the honest thoughts were positive, the goal, the screamer. Good to see Cody get on the, the score sheet. But the youngsters deserve some crowing about as well. Jarrell Quanza, baby Van Dyke. Brilliant again. Brilliant again. I mean, there's almost a danger now for Jarrell Quanza. He is performing that well when he starts in the lineup. You start to think, you know, are we putting too much pressure on this lad? We need to maybe just quash expectations, so to speak. I'm not trying to do a play on words there at all, but, you know, it's young centre-half, so he will have his ups and downs. But based on what you're seeing, and I know people will go to that, he saved his money and all this, compare him against Colwell and ask you all that, but let's just give the kid his due and keep it level-headed. Superb. Again. Harvey Elliott. A good half, and I know people say he's a better, but talk about it in terms of cameos have been his real style so far this season. A good start, which maybe hasn't always been there, shall we say. Probably should have scored from that cutback from Zabozlai, shouldn't he? But overall, just a, a good half. And, and I like this. People picked up on this. The good slam of the bench when you know he came off after about the hour. Good, because you want to see him frustrated. We know how hungry he is, but this was a good showing. And Curtis as well, good to see him back in the mix and doing his business that way. It's one of them. It's, it's hard to say anyone's really played their way in and out. It's, it's not that for me, but I think you are starting to see the rotation almost and the impact still winning, which is great. But you are starting to see two teams. Let's not lie. It does seem like, you know, Endo in the second string, Matic. Gomez in the second string. Kwanzaa in the second string. Not in a bad way. I'm not saying that. I mean, you can argue Gakpo. I'm not judging. And, and when I'm saying second string, let's be clear, people. Almost the cup team and the league team. That's not to diminish them because we get injuries. And the pleasing aspect of this is I'm trying to, to get to. Those cup teams, the second string, whatever you want to call them, they are doing the business, which means if they come in, there's no drop-off or you've not got that fear, shall we say, in that regard. So a young, hungry squad where everyone's doing the business, that's what you wanted. That's what has echoes of that nearly quadruple season, doesn't it? So to speak, that's what you want. So that's the real positive. So not about playing the way in and out, but I think it's a massive, massive positive. So we'll look at normal, the loot and threats. And I'm not going to be derogatory here because... Klopp talked about how, you know, it's another game. We've got to focus. It's three points. He was asked about Kenilworth Road, you know, the that famous ground, the style, etc. He also talked about, you know, we'll face a low block. We've got to be aware of set pieces. So they've got to their, that to their game as well, Luton. Because you don't want to dismiss them a team. Because you can easily just look at the paper and go, well, they're 18th in that league, as I read it. They're in the relegation zone. They've only got five points. They've beat the F, which we'll give them credit for, at Goodison as well, which is nice. But you could easily say, oh, well, they've shipped 20 goals in 10 games, so it's two a game. 
Morris, their top scorer, has only got three. You don't want to be derogatory in these types of things. But for us, yeah, why shouldn't the expectation be we should win? Yes. Why should the expectation be that we win convincingly? No, don't let that creep in. Don't be complacent. You know, take it game at a time. I'm, I'm not being funny. I know people are like, seven, eight, all this nonsense. I'll take a 1-0. It's 2-0. A win is a win. No injuries, no reds. Move on. That's the biggest threat for me, though. The couple of things, the set piece, but the complacency, Liverpool's attitude. It is a super Sunday, so they'll know how others have done. Maybe that helps. I don't know. But complacency is the biggest, biggest danger for me in this one. So that brings us to the lineups and formation. Jurgen has not told us by the long-term absentees about any short-term issues, anything we don't know. Here's how I think it will go. The holy goalie, Alisson in nets. You have Trent. And I do think Costas, it will be, again, a left-back. You know, he's not had that many minutes before people say he's playing again. You know, it probably doesn't do him harm to get those in the legs. Ibu and Virgil at the back. And, you know, they're two beasts in the air, aren't they? And they'll probably have that to do. But they'll probably fancy it at the same time against Adebayo. I think he'll play Morris. Who who knows? Not 100% sure. Those two will alternate. In midfield, some of it easy, some of it doing the third one. I would think, I uh, could be wrong, Alexis six, Zabozlai, the right-sided, eight, you know, it'll be the Trent hybrid, however you want to call it, but let's just say the right side of the midfield three. I think he'll pick Grab. I do. He came on late, Grab and Birch, didn't he? And, and Curtis, but I would personally go Jones, but I, I don't think, you know, neither one would, you know, film with harm, especially against Luton, but I get, I get the feeling it'll be Grav. So, Alexis, Zaboslai, Gravenberg, and then we field three. The attacking three, for me, I believe it's naturally it's Salah on the right, Nunes in the middle, and Jota on the left. That's, you know, I, I think in that regard, Cody, there is zero pressure on Luis Diaz whatsoever. Just, you know, all is welfare. If it's not right for him, I, I you know, thousand percent I hope he's not on the bench if his mindset's not there if it's doing him any harm from his mental health anything like that but if it helps him and he does feel it gives him a boost you know Jürgen's going to have that conversation with him as Linda said at the last one they will safeguard him but if it helps him how good will we feel if he's on the team shield but we won't feel bad if he's not all thoughts and prayers are with him so that's how I think the lineup will go prediction wise 3-0 I don't care about any 7-8 nils. I'd rather, it's not about hammering, it's about no injuries, a routine, move on. That's what it's about at this stage of the season, this run, if you want. just I'd love a clean sheet. I really would. Just keep racking them up in the league. That gives everyone confidence that way as well. So, 3-0. Darwin to open the scoring, making it four in a row. So, 3-0. Darwin to open the scoring. That's what we hope for, people. But the Reds are magic at the moment. We know that. Salah's magic. Nunes is magic. They're all freaking magic. What a bunch of lads we are watching at the moment. But most importantly, even if he's not there, all thoughts and prayers, Luis Diaz to his family. Hopefully we get some good news around his father. But that, ladies and gents, was post-conference presser. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. 
please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.